You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon, New Jersey. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. As I said earlier, uh, we're working on the new creation, what that means, kind of uh, charting some paths um, uh, from what is to what is more, you know, something that, that, that is n- not quite yet, but we know something about it, uh, and working on personality to personhood today. So for a brief moment, when I was five or six years old, uh, sex and saxophone were the same thing. It's one of those early memories I have when I'm sitting in the Dodge Ram van that we, my mom drove us around in, and she hasn't come out to the van yet. And I think that there's probably some neighborhood boy or a friend from church also in the van with all me and my brothers because uh, my older brothers are kind of showing off the cuss words that they know and other taboo subjects like sex. And um, my oldest brother asked me, do you know what sex is? And I say, yeah, like, like that. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking about new creation and not just the kind that comes from sex, though everything is part of this somehow. Uh, we're grasping at the edges of our per- perception and trying to live into what Paul means when he says in 2 Corinthians 5, we no longer consider anything or anyone from a worldly perspective. In many ways, it feels like being a six-year-old, learning language for the first time. A concept is emerging. It's murky, out there, beyond. But we've heard it. Uh, we've heard of it before. We're, we're trying on what we know. We're seeing what works, and, and we're comparing notes. That's our project with new creation. What will it take to learn the new way that Jesus is teaching us? Teaching us. What will it take to unlearn the worldly perspective into which we are so grown up? Those of us who are less grown up have an advantage in this project uh, because we haven't learned all those things. And, and I think that's maybe why Jesus said, in, in the Gospels, that we must become like little children to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, that unlearning is hard, and maybe we need to be children to do it. Certainly God's children. There's a lot of trust in it. Perspectives don't change very easily. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to not have a worldly perspective, because that, it, this is where we live. Uh, the saxophone is the saxophone, and it has nothing to do with sex. There's no going back once you learn the things. Uh, I'm looking for otherworldly perspectives. Um, No, not otherworldly like one thing. I'm looking for otherworldly perspectives um, that might seem hard to go back on or or hard to see through. I'm looking for perspectives uh, that need to be challenged by this new creation in Christ that we're trying to get at. I'm looking for the moves that we need to make, the the transformation we need to pray for. And one of the journeys that I think we need to go on is from personality to personhood. Without close examination, they kind of sound the same. You know, they both have person in them. Uh, and, And we are all persons. But personality, I think, is actually the beginning of personhood. 
uh, and or, or it's the beginning of a process that might result in personhood, but doesn't necessarily have to, at least how we're thinking about it. They might not be um, so different as sex and sax, but they are different, personality and personhood. And I want to try to describe that difference. I think it'll help us uh, embrace the work we're given to do in the new creation. Personality has had a, a, steadily, a steadily increasing power in our culture. One can be a personality, like a TV personality or a radio personality, uh, or, or maybe even like the worst could be like a, a reality star personality, like my, what I'm selling to the world is my dysfunctional life or my, my just extravagantly weird life. And now, now I am this thing and I have to even like play into all of the terrible parts of myself in order to make a lot of money. It, it, it's a strange, strange world we live in. There, there are, are people that are just so interesting that though we don't know them, we enjoy knowing what they had for dinner. I don't know what that's about, but I get it. Tabloids might be the pinnacle of worldly perspective. But it's much deeper than that. Personality is also uh, the ultimate quest. Uh, tabloids might, might be just weird fun, but it's when personality starts to take the place of personhood that it gets dangerous. You know, if you read People Magazine or look at the websites, I don't think that's so bad. It might just be, you know, silly fun. But if, if that sense of personality is now part of you and it's going to become who you are, um, and it's all tied up in this mess, I think it could be really dangerous. If our per personality becomes our source of meaning, I think then we're in trouble. If who we are is all we are, it's easy to feel stuck and hard for God to transform us and our thinking. Our local fam most famous poet, Walt Whitman, there I am at his grave, right down the street by Lord's Hospital, he was quite a personality in his day. You like that, that uh, Clark Kent curl? Yeah, that's sweat. Um, uh, he was quite a personality, and he wrote a poem, which I considered. I just came across it. It's right at the beginning of, of Leaves of Grass, his big, long poem, or collection of poems. And um, it's kind of a hymn to personality. And this is back in the 19th century. And it's, it, this, I, I consider this might be the beginning of personality as like the utmost form of meaning. So let me, let me read it to you. To a historian, you who celebrate bygones, who have explored the outward, the surfaces of the races, the life that has exhibited itself, who have treated of man as the creature of politics, aggregates, rulers, and priests, I, habitant of the Alleghenies, treating of him as he is in himself, in his own rights, pressing the pulse of the life that has seldom exhibited itself, the great pride of man himself, chanter of personality, outlining what is yet to be. I project the history of the future. Now, Walt Whitman was a genius, y'all. And he's on to something. He's definitely making a real challenge to do. Is, are we really going to define the, 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 the extent of humanity by these economies and these politicians fighting wars and who's in charge and who has all the power? Or is the individual life much more beautiful and much more expressive of what it means to be a human being? The 19th century needed that. 
They needed that. At the end of the 19th century, we have the Industrial Revolution, and everything is becoming mechanized, and we're going to do everything, and we'll probably just figure out how to be robots and be happy about it. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a nice corrective, and I appreciate it, but it can get way overblown, and I think it has in the subsequent 120, 150 years. I don't remember what date he wrote this, but he lived for like the whole 19th century. Born in 1819, died in 1892. I don't know how old he was when he wrote Leaves of Grass. You could look it up. Personality has become this major thing. And maybe for some, it's a major source of meaning. Around here, we have a lot of Enneagram people, right? Raise your hand if you know your Enneagram number. I do. I was just talking about it yesterday. Uh, how about Myers-Briggs? Do you know your Myers-Briggs? You got ENFJ right here. You know, if, if you're in a job, like in most places, they're gonna, they made you take an ENFJ in the early 2000s. Or, the, you know, MBTI, Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. Um, because that was all the rage. And, and figuring out your insides uh, is, you know, very helpful. Again, it's kind of like this Walt Whitman poem. Definitely, definitely on the right track. But who we are um, is, is more than just what's going on inside. I think that's what we're learning from the new creation. These tools that we use are helpful to an extent, and, and we need to understand what's going on in there uh, because uh, most of what we're doing is just unconscious reaction to like our core stuff. Uh, that's kind of what these, uh, these teach us or what you might have learned in therapy. Again, shout out to Circle Counseling. This is all really great tools. Um, uh, you know, our brains got organized some time, a long time ago when we thought sex and sacks were the same thing. And uh, it's, it's, it was long before we had any control over our environment. And these tools give us a sense of control. Okay, I can understand what's going on inside of here. I can become maybe a person if I just understand myself. That's the, that's where I think personality is infringing upon the place of personhood. The worldly perspective, as far as I can get a hold on it, is that if we can only figure this out, we will be saved. There we're getting to kind of Jesus-y competition language. Uh, we, we treat ourselves like data, and we keep looking on the inside to figure it all out, get all the information chart it all out on a graph get one number or four letters oh so much more simple right self-knowledge can become the end all and be all being true to ourselves who we are what our letter is what our number is can become the ultimate goal but again personality self-knowledge of your personality i think it's only the beginning personality is not all of who we are because if Christ died then all have died and now we're alive in a new creation what does that mean it disrupts who I've been I might not be stuck in that way these tools which include therapy again they, they give us a grammar they're, they're useful tools for clearing away the cloudiness inside learning the language of self is very helpful but seeing ourselves clearly, it's, it's only the beginning. The next step is personhood. We move from personality to personhood with Jesus. There's more. 
there's more. I could just say that again and again, and I think I'd, I, I'd do my job today. There is more. There is more. In 2 Corinthians 5, the more that Christ gives us is purpose, I think. That's the missing piece of, per- of personality. And I think the defining piece of what personhood is, is purpose. We're given a ministry. We're called ambassadors of reconciliation. If you follow Christ, you're a new creation, and you are an ambassador of reconciliation. You are acting out to the world what God has done in Christ every day you wake up and put your feet on the ground. What we do with our personality uh, is not who we are, not personality itself. We are new creation, and that is going to define us in what we do. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. Let me read some more of it to you. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. That's perspective that I was using from a different translation. We regard no one from a worldly perspective. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, new creation, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are, therefore, Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You understand the logic there? I said earlier, and it comes right before it, the the, the, the sinful broken parts of who we are, the ways we feel stuck, the way we feel just trapped in, 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 in our reaction, maybe trapped in our personality, depends on your relationship with yourself. You might feel like that's a fatalistic uh inevitability that I'm just going to keep working out these patterns all the time. That died with Jesus. And you are born again in a new life. And somehow it's you in a, in a new way. And that's why I have to like keep talking about this because I don't totally understand that. I can't figure out uh, how it's not just, you know, disintegration of the old self. You know, to, so it, this is a more simplistic way to tell the story. Just get rid of you. You know, you're not good. Get rid of it and make a new you. No, it's not that. It's like, wow, this? Oh, yeah, we got somewhere to go with this. And I'm going to give you more. And we're going to do something. We're going to be ministers of reconciliation. We're going to show the whole world what I've done and and what we're going to do together. This new creation is real, and I'm, I'm making it with all of you. I slipped into talking in God's voice there. Sorry, that was weird. Um. <laughs> What is personhood? I think persons have a purpose. They're they're newly made for revealing the righteousness of God in themselves and in the world. We are not static. We are dynamic. And, And there are so many ways we can do this, but we must do, not just be. We must accept that we are sent. We cannot stay. 
our enjoyment of our new selves in Christ cannot be done alone either, in isolation from each other or from those who need to know our message of reconciliation and know it by experiencing us. We must move with this. We must do with this. We must minister and ambassadorize <laughs> or whatever. the. We must be sent. We must go. The old is gone. The new is here. To be an ambassador of reconciliation, to be a sent one in Christ, this is our purpose. And it makes us who we are. This purpose makes us and our personhood. We bring our personality to the task, and our understanding of ourselves is very helpful. But it is not the, the, the total of who we are. We are not the sum of our parts. I think that there's this trend or, or just... It's not even present in all of these conversations, but it's definitely there. I've seen it, and I hope you have too, this, this kind of cult of personality, not around one individual, but like around the idea of personality. And if I can just figure it out. And that ends, I think that ends up being a pretty heavy burden uh, when it all falls back on our shoulders. We're reframing the project of being a human being. And... Forgive me if personality to personhood doesn't work for you, but that, that's the, the, the kind of thing I, that's the metaphoric kind of switch that I'm imagining. We're doing more than our own castle building. Anyone here a, a fan of Settlers of Catan? Got some Settlers of Catan people? Let your, let your nerd flag fly. All right. Settlers of Catan for me was kind of like the, uh, uh, the gateway drug into nerd strategy games because I went real deep and I'm almost going to play Dungeons and Dragons with Frank. Like, I'm just like that close, you know? Uh, yeah. Starts with Settlers of Catan, ends with Dungeons and Dragons. Watch out, y'all. <laughs> uh, anyways, if you don't like board games, it's fine because this is just a metaphor. Uh, and you might have played one of these games or, or some other game that helps you understand it. You, you, cards is essentially this too. Because uh, all, the way all these games work is... It's just resource management. That the whole game is you're going to get what you're going to get, and what are you going to do with it to maximize the output? In this game, you're making little wooden pieces of something for points. Uh, and they all have some variation on that theme. And I think that's how we um, uh, often view our, our project of self, is you only have so much stuff. So you better play your cards right. You better play your little hexagon cardboards right. You better play your little houses right. You know, you better play your emotional availability right. You better play your, uh, uh, you know, energetic capacity right. You better play your attachment right. You know, you figure it all out. We're just, we're just a, uh, a bunch of dials and knobs that if you can just get it right, move all the little little sliders up and down. You can figure out what it means to be a human being on your own. But don't forget, that doesn't work in the new creation because there's more. There's more resources than, than come in the game as you expect it. You are more than a personal castle, castle builder. You are a minister of reconciliation. If you want to follow Jesus, you get to enjoy the infinite resources of God as if they were your own. That is like a major switch, you know? Just like That's not just adjusting the dials. The old has gone. The new has come. 
the worldly perspective, uh, it teaches you to win. Uh, it teaches you that you must get it right. Other people have less resources to begin with and more difficult circumstances. Uh, the rules aren't actually fair in real life, and, it, and it's so much more complex than cardboard hexagons and little pieces of wood. It feels overwhelming most of the time to most of us to have to figure this out. We need a new game. We need new rules. We need more resources. And we have been given all these things and more. There's more. Uh, we say in Circle of Hope, being successful is faithfully following the teaching of Scripture according to one's ability and one's role in the body. I think this is a very different perspective from the castle-building metaphor I was working that I think we were taught by most of the, the world and its perspective, its point of view. Success here in Circle of Hope has a different definition. It takes into account our personality. That's, I think, the ability here. But it gives a new context and a new understanding of ourselves. Our personhood has a purpose. Our being is more than resource management. Our being is an active force for transformation in the world. And even when it feels like we can't do it, even when it feels like we screwed it up or we don't have enough, and we often feel that way, we are compelled by the love of Christ that something new is happening. Death has gone to life. Something beyond. Something more. And we see it sometimes. And I hope some of you might even be seeing it right now. Or glimmers of it at least. And if you've not decided to follow Jesus... I hope you can see it as a viable alternative to this worldly perspective that, that dumps all of that responsibility on you. There's more. When you feel stuck in the same pattern, when you're scared, when you're reacting in anger and you don't know why, there's more. I hope that the purpose we have together can motivate you to pause and reflect in those moments. Is this who I am? Am I more? I think you are. And Jesus says you are. So let's pray that Jesus show us the, the strength and the purpose he's giving us. The person he has created us to be is new. There's more, more to you. And we need to pray that we would be ready to receive it. Will you pray with me? Open our eyes, Lord, to that new creation. Open our hearts to more love. Open our imaginations to another way to be. Open up our, our way before us to where it is you're sending us and tune us to uh, that spiritual frequency that will direct us. Holy Spirit, speak to us and help us to know the gifts that you're giving us and how we can use them. Holy Spirit, give us the, the courage to keep trying even when we fail. Give us perseverance and determination and always hope that your new creation would be manifested in our lives in a way that we can share, in a way that we can at least be confident enough in to tell our story. Above all, hold us in your love and help us know that we are yours and that you belong to us too. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.